uh, very interesting and uh, biblical knowledge uh, for about autumn holidays in the Bible. I just want uh, uh, to say first that uh, I told many times about Chosen People Ministries, but uh, I want to ask you again to pray for that, to pray for our ministry, to pray for the work among Jewish people. And uh, I have there at the end the small table, uh, information table, where you can take uh, our brochures, just to know better what Chosen People is about. And uh, if you want to uh, receive my personal uh, prayer letters, if you want to pray for us, for our work in Chicago, if you, if you want maybe to support us, it's very important for us, you can write your name there on the list, and then you will get a monthly, monthly update from us. And, uh, well, you, you could better pray for us and maybe support us. Thank you so much. Okay. So, uh, the holidays. You know, on Friday we started to celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of of Tabernacles. Okay. You know what it is? Uh, It's biblical. (laughs) All right. It's a very important three feasts and we will talk about that. So, the holidays of the Torah are the holidays that the Lord himself commanded his people to celebrate. We find a list of those uh, holidays in the third book of the five books of Moses, Ve'ikra, or Leviticus. But here's what's surprising. In the Bible, they are not called holidays, but appointed times or appointments. In Hebrew, Moadei, Moadei Adonai the feasts, or better, the appointments of the Lord. It's the holidays. Okay. Uh, Leviticus 23, first. The Lord spoke again to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, the Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed time, times are this. Modei plural, moed singular, are not holidays, but appointments. But uh, we are talking about the fact that these are special times of God's meeting with his people. You can't ignore it, and you can't be late for it. Moreover, you need to prepare for them, because each of them carries different meaning. However, we should celebrate those appointments, Haggag in Hebrew, and rejoice in them, Samai in Hebrew, as we read about it in the fifth book of the Torah, Dvarim or Deuteronomy. Why should we rejoice and celebrate during this important series appointed times? Because we are meeting with the great king, the ruler of the universe. In his presence, it's impossible not to be joyful. In the ancient world, if a person appeared in the presence of a king with a sad face, 
he could easily be executed. Therefore, we always wish, wish each other Hag Sameach, a merry holiday. But the most interesting thing is that all that appointment times are related to the promised anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. Today we will turn to the autumn holidays, which are called Zichron Teruah, uh, Remembrance of Trumpet Sound, today Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year or the new year, Yom Kippur, the day of covering of sins or the day of substitutionary sacrifice, in Judaism this day is called the day of judgment, and Sukkot, the day of tens of or feast. The tabernacles. The first thing you should pay attention to this uh, uh, that autumn holidays are in the seventh month of the Jewish calendar, Tishri. Okay. The number seven is very important in the Bible. It's a sign of completeness. Number seven appears in all of the holidays of the Old Testament. The autumn holidays are all in the seventh month. And this should make a strong impression on us. This is very important. All three events uh, of the fall feasts are interrelated. The feast of Trumpets, or more correctly, the Feast of Remembrance of, of the Trumpet Sound, is called Zichron Teruah in Hebrew. In accordance with the Babylonian, Babylonian calendar brought by the Jews from the captivity, we now call it Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year or the Jewish New Year. Listen to the sound of Shafar, a trumpet made of a ram's horn. A person is called to repentance. Then it follows by Yom Kippur, the day of covering of sins or the day of substitutionary sacrifice. When God is ready to cover the sins of his people. And then Sukkot comes, the day of tents or the feast of tabernacles, a joyful celebration of the presence of God among his people. We do not need strong walls because the presence of God protects us from all dangers. Therefore we live in huts for seven days days. That's the reason why the appointment is a holiday of the millennium kingdom, where all nations will come to Jerusalem to celebrate it in, accord in accordance with the book of the prophet Zechariah. So the first holiday in the fall series is Zichron Teruah. We remember that another tragedy occurred in the history of Israel in 586 BC when the people of Judea were taken into the Babylonian captivity. When the Jews returned, they brought with them the Aramaic language, the Aramaic alphabet, and the Aramaic calendar. According to this calendar, the seventh month became the first, and Zichron Teruah became Rosh Hashanah. However, we turn to the Torah now. Leviticus 23, 23 to 25. Again the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the sons of Israel saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest. Remember, 
uh, reminder by blowing of trumpets a holy convocation. You shall not do any labor's work, but you shall pre present an offering by fire to the Lord. By the time Moses wrote down the instructions about the holiday, the Jews had already become familiar with the trumpet sounds. When the Jews were brought out of Egypt, they quickly came to their first main destination, Mount Sinai. It's here that Moses would receive his greatest revelation, the Torah from the Most High. But first of all, God warned that no one should approach the mount and no one should touch it, neither man nor beast. Moreover, Israel had to be cleansed. In the second book of the Torah, Shemot or Exodus, we read Exodus 19, 16 and 19. So it came about of, uh, the third day when it was morning that there were thunder and lightning flashes and a sick cloud upon the mountain and very loud trumpet sound, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder. The voice of God, likened to a trumpet sound, is producing through a shofar, a ram's horn. It was with this voice that God audibly uttered the Ten Commandments. The Jews were terrified and learned an important lesson. You can only come to this God with a repentant heart. Therefore, the trumpet sound is always a call to repentance. For example, the voice of a prophet also equated to the voice of a trumpet, shofar. In Isaiah 58.1 we read, Cry lou loudly, do not hold back, rise your voice like a trumpet, and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Jacob their sins. During the celebration of Zikron Torah, ship horns and silver trumpets were blown, which is still happening today. There are four different sounds that are used when sounding the shofar, this ram's horn. However, the last sound, Tkiyagdola, big blowing, is a long, drawn-out sound. In Isaiah 27.13 we read, It will come about also in the day that a great trumpet will be blown, and those who were perishing in the land of Assyria, and who were scattered in the land of Egypt, will come and worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. The shofar gadol is presently indicated here as a large trumpet. It's not just the big trumpet will sound and a miracle will happen. All Jews returning to Israel. But everyone will seek repentance and find it in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. It's Curious that Rabbi Shaul, one of the best theologians of the first century, whom we know better as the Apostle Paul, writes in uh, the first epistle to the Thessalonians, the first Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, 
and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be cut up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. How will this happen? Those whom the trumpet sound had once called to repentance know and love its tone. Just as the beloved voice of Jesus once awakened Lazarus. So do you know the voice of trumpet? Do you know the day of your repentance? Are you waiting for the sound of the shafar gadol, of the big trumpet, which will wake you up if you fall asleep, or lift you up to meet the Lord? Let's now listen to the sound of the shofar. Is it possible? No. No. It's that doesn't work. Huh? Well. No sound. Okay, no sound. But you can find it in the internet if you want. Okay. Uh, the first appointment of the Grand Terroir inaugurates uh, a special period of 10 days until the next day comes, the Day of Reconciliation, Yom Kippur. These 10 days are called the Days of O, in Hebrew, Yamim Naraim. Religious Jews which wish each other to finish these days with a good record. They believe that after Zichron Torah, three books will open in the heaven. The Book of Righteous, the Book of Sinners, and the Book of Life. The names of people who performed only righteous deeds last year and didn't sin are listed in the Book of the Righteous. The names of people who have sinned are written in the book of sinners, respectively. Orthodox Jews believe that by opening these books, God wise the deeds of sinners in balance. When good deeds outweigh the bad, the person's name is written in the book of life, to give him another year of life. However, if the sins prevail, the person must die. That is why during these 10 days, Orthodox Jews try to ask each other for forgiveness and do good deeds. Then comes Yom Kippur. In Leviticus 23, 26 to 32, we read. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, On exactly the 10th day of this 7th month is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you, and you shall humble your souls and presents and offering by fire to the Lord. You shall not do any work on this day, for it's a day of atonement, to make atonement on your behalf before the Lord your God. 
If there is any person who will not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does any work on this same day, that person I will destroy for among his people. You shall do not work at all. It's to be a perpetual statute through your generations in all your dwelling places. It's to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you. And you shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month at evening from evening until evening. You shall keep your Sabbath. This is a day of fasting and humility. This day is called Shabbat Shabbaton, Saturday of Saturdays. The word Kippur is translated from Hebrew in two ways. On the one hand, Kippur means covering. Hence, the kippah around cap worn by Orthodox Jews. However, since there are no vowels in Hebrew, the same word can be read as kapar. That is substitution or substitutionary sacrifice. Therefore, this appointment is the day when God covers the sins of the people through a substitute, substitutionary sacrifice. During Yom Kippur in biblical times, all the priests served in the temple. It was only day of the year when the high priest was allowed to go to the very back room of the temple to the Holy of Holies. On the previous morning, two identical black goats were brought to the high priest and a small box was given in which there were lots. The high priest drew the lots and chose which goat should be sacrificed to the Most High, La Adonai in Hebrew, and on which goat the sins of the whole people would fall, La Azazel in Hebrew. The high priest laid his hand on the head of the second goat, proclaimed the sins that might have been committed by the, by the people, and asked God to lay those sins on the head of the goat. Then the high priest sacrificed a bull, whose blood was to cover the sins of the high priest, his house, and the entire priesthood. After that, high priest took colts, and especially prepared incense from the outer altar, and from, for the first time entered the Holy of Holies. He would later go out, take a blood of the bull, go in the second time and sprinkle the blood of the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. He then would go out again and sacrifice a goat, La Adonai. After that, he would enter the Holy of Holies for the third time and sprinkle its blood on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. After that, the goat on which the hands were laid was sent to the wilderness. They take it far away into the desert and make sure it didn't return with those sins. 2,000 years ago, to verify that this goat would accidentally come back, it was thrown off a cliff. After all these actions, it was believed that the Almighty covered and forgave the sins of the people. This whole procedure was supposed to show that forgiveness of the sins was not an easy thing. 
you can only celebrate Yom Kippur as a sinner. The first thing we learn from this appointment is that we are all sinners. And this is very bad news. How do we understand that we are sinners? Very simple. One, once a year you should celebrate Yom Kippur as a sinner. It's possible that during the whole year you didn't sin and only did the good deeds. This, however, is very difficult to believe. Nonetheless, even if it was possible, you should celebrate Yom Kippur as a sinner anyway. Therefore, you must humble yourself and fast. You are a sinner. That's your name. That's your nationality. Maybe you think that you belong to the greatest country with the strongest army and the resilient economic system. Perhaps in this country you have achieved the ultimate success and the American dream has come true in your life. Maybe you are this American dream. Who knows? But from God's perspective, you are a sinner, and that's all. And that fact condemns you to death. And there is nothing you can do about it. To make it clear, an example. What should a skunk do to make you let him into your house? Suppose he learns to speak English. Will you let him in? No. Why? Because he is a skunk. The problem is not that he is a bad skunk, but he is a skunk. A dog barks not because it's a bad dog, but because it's a dog. A sinner commits sins not because he is a bad person, but because he is a sinner. This is very bad news for us. If you pray, you are a sinner who prays. If you go to church, then you are a sinner who goes to church. If you do good deeds, then you are a sinner who does good deeds. If you have understood this, then there is a day for you. Yom Kippur, the day of covering of your sins or the day when God wants to cover them through a substitutionary sacrifice. To do this, God shows you the way. Everything that will happen has nothing to do with you. You didn't invent it. You need only one thing. To believe. To believe. That's it. So the first thing to believe in is the presence of a temple in which there is a back room separated by a veil. It's always dark there. There is a most beautiful work of art, the Ark of the Covenant. On the lid of the Ark, there are two golden angels covering the Ark with their wings. It's there where Kohen Gadol, the high priest, comes only one a year to sprinkle the blood of sacrificial animals on the on this beauty. And cleaning person never go there to restore its original appearance. 
this place symbolized the place of the presence of God himself. A sinner is forbidden to go there. The, the second thing is the high priest. Out of his mercy and love for his people, God chooses a high priest from among the priests who is allowed to enter the Holy of Holies once a year. However, since the high priest is also a sinner, first he must make a sacrifice for himself, his family, and the entire priesthood. It's said that were bells on the bottom of the high priest's dress. When he walked, they jungled, so that the priests who were outside the whale could hear whether the high priest were alive. Because if he didn't ask for forgiveness of all his sins, then maybe God has killed him. 2,000 years ago, a rope was tied to the foot of the high priest, one end of which was outside of Holy of Holies. This was done so that if the high priest was punished by God, he could be pulled out by a rope and another high priest would go instead of him. The high priest symbolized the mediator between God and people. And he must be the best of the best. The third is a substitutionary sacrifice. God is not a good old grandfather on a cloud ready to satisfy a request of his grandson of any and every squeak. He is the holy king, the great creator of the universe. Therefore, that doesn't just forgive sins. He satisfies his anger. Instead of you, an animal dies whose blood will be carried through the whale to the Holy of Holies by the high priest. So there are conditions for the forgiveness of your sins. They are determined in the appointed times, which is called Yom Kippur. You are a sinner. It's not the sin that you have committed which makes you a sinner, but the fact that you are a sinner allows you to commit sins. Do you realize how terrible it is to be a sinner? If you have realized that you are a sinner, uh, that you are a sinner on Zichron Teruah, then on Yom Kippur, God is, God is ready to forgive you all your sins. However, not just like this, but through a substitutionary sacrifice. This is why the story about Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, is called. Good news. That's why. If you do not understand the meaning of Yom Kippur, it will be difficult for you to understand the good news about the Jewish Messiah. Early Christians at some point in time stopped turning to the book of the Old Testament. And then Jesus was transformed from, the, from a sacrifice into murder. The question came up. Who crucified our Christ? Who made him suffer? The answer was found very quickly. The Jews. And the time of church anti-Semitism has begun. Those who were supposed to support Israel and pray for his salvation began to oppress Jews and kill them. Now a quote. I am only doing what the church has been doing for 15 centuries. 
but more thoroughly. Do you know to whom this quote belongs? To Adolf Hitler. The good news in the interpretation of some people has become very sad news. Only because Jesus stopped being a sacrifice and became a murderer. We Jewish missionaries have a very difficult task. To speak about the Messiah of Israel to those who are actually waiting to him, for him. But can't believe that he is the one in whose name their ancestors were killed. As a woman had once said to me, how can you say that name out loud? Had not anyone in your family died during the Holocaust? But Jesus is our substitutionary sacrifice. He didn't die as murderer, but as a sacrifice. And so this is a very good news. He died instead of you. Moreover, he is also our high priest, who has entered the Holy of Holies of the heavenly temple. He went in there to never come out again. He is the right, he's at the right hand of the Father and mediates for us. Look at what is written about it in the Bible. Hebrews 7, 23 to 27. The former priests, on the one hand, existed in a greater numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. But Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocence, underfiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens, who doesn't need daily like those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people, because this he died once for all when he offered up himself. Hebrews 9, 11-14 But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, he entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of heifer sprinkled those who have been defiled, sanctify for the cleanings of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the internal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your consciousness from dead works to serve the living God. The principle of Yom Kippur appointment remains the same. Jesus is our high priest and our sacrifice. And we are sinners. But forgiven sinners. But the forgiven sinners have a different name. The righteous one. It's us. Not because we are doing something good, but because the blood of Jesus Christ washes us from all sins. Do you have a repentant heart? 
He is the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, your sacrifice and your high priest. Then rejoice. Your sins are forgiven and your name is written in the book of life. If you have repented on the Kron Teruah and your sins were covered on Yom Kippur, then a joyful appoint, uh, appointment is waiting for you. And it's called Sukkot. In Leviticus 23, 33 to 36, we read, Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths, for seven days to the Lord. On the first day's holy convocation, you shall do no labor's work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by the fire of, to the Lord. On the eight days you shall have a holy convocation, a present, an offering by fire to the Lord. It's an assembly. You shall do no labor's work. Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, is the last Moed appointment. This is the time when Jews around the world construct huts next to their homes. Some only eat in these huts, others live in them. But the, by the command of God, it is necessary to cut off the branches of palm trees and the branches of dense trees uh, of the stream willows to build a dwelling out of them and to shake a spray of the twigs before Lord. In the years when the temple stood, the Jews sacrificed 70 bulls during seven days for 70 people inhabiting the earth. In a special procession, the high priest went down from the temple to the Shiloh spring, drew water and returned to the temple to pour it out before the altar and pray for rain. The procession went around the altar and read Psalm 119, the seven Seventh day of the uh, holiday was called the Great Salvation, in Hebrew, Hoshanah Rabbah. On that day, the priest walked around the altar seven times and read the same psalm. If we believe in Jesus, then we have all passed this way. First, Zichron Teruah is the voice of God who calls you to repentance. Repentance leads you to the sacrifice of Jesus, who has died in your place as a substitutionary sacrifice and covered all your sins. But who also became our high priest and entered the Holy of Holies with each oven blood, as is written in the epistle uh, of the Hebrews, opening the way for us to the throne of the King. It's curious that the same path will be taken by the people of Israel, who, as Paul said, will all be saved. There is a time called by Jesus as a great tribulation. It's described in the book of Revelation and includes the seven trumpets. Suffering will lead the people of Israel to repentance. When it happens, they will look at one whom they have pierced as they said by the prophet Zechariah. Then they will see the sacrifice and will cry about their sins. But immediately after that, the millennium kingdom will begin, during which all nations will come to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of Sukkot. 
Therefore, today, fulfilling the great commission of Jesus, we go to all the people with the good news, which is the best news in the world. And it begins with the fact that you are a sinner and you need repent of your sins. We become a trumpet and celebrate Zichron Teruah. Then we point to Jesus and celebrate Yom Kippur. And so we bring the person to the church where the love of God reigns to celebrate Sukkot. So may the Lord bless you to celebrate all these holidays with a new understanding and joyful heart. Chag Sameach. Merry holiday to you. Let's pray. Amen. Thank you, Father, for these great appointments, great holidays, which we can celebrate once in a year. And thank you that through that we can understand what you, Jesus, have done for us. It's so important for us to understand that. Because this changed our life completely. And I ask you for your big blessing for all of us, for this church, for all believers, fathers, to bless us with this understanding and with this changing life. Go to other people and present them this best news in the world. And I ask you about it in the name of our Lord and Savior, in the name of the Messiah of Israel, in the name of Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus Christ. Amen.